Hello and welcome Recording to in progress. Tuesday, February 15, 2022, virtual meeting of the San Francisco Entertainment Commission. My name is Ben Beliman and I'm the commission's president due to the COVID-19 health emergency and to protect entertainment commission members, city employees, and the public. The city hall meeting rooms are closed. However, members and employees will be participating in the meeting remotely. This precaution is taken pursuant to the various local, state, and federal orders, declarations, and directives. Commission members and employees will attend the meeting through the video conference and participate in the meeting to the same extent as if they were physically present. Public comment will be available on each item on the agenda. Both Channel 26 and SFGovTV are streaming the number across the screen. Each speaker will be allowed two minutes to speak. Opportunities to speak during the public comment period are available via the Zoom platform using meeting ID 837-7406. 6214 by calling 1669-900-6833 and using the meeting ID. If using the Zoom platform to speak, select the raise hand option when it's time for public comment. And calling by phone, dial star nine to be added to the speaker line when your item of interest comes up. When you're asked to speak, you unmute yourself by hitting star six. Please call from a quiet location to speak clearly and slowly and turn down your television or radio. Alternatively, while we recommend that you use Zoom audio or telephone for public comment, you may submit a written public comment through the chat function on Zoom. Please note that the commissioners and staff are not allowed to respond to comments or questions during the public comment. Thank you, SFGovTV and Media Services, for sharing this meeting with the public. We can start with the roll call. Hey, President Blyman. Here. Commissioner Falzon. Here. Commissioner Lee. Here. Commissioner Wang. Here. Commissioner Perez. Here. And just noting for the record that we have uh, Vice President Camino has an excused absence as well as Commissioner Thomas. Thank you very much. The first order of business is general public comment. Is there any public comment for items not listed on the agenda? Good evening, President. I am checking right now to see and there are no hands raised and there are no comments in the chat box. We will close public comment. And the next agenda item is number two, approval of the minutes for the February 1st, 2022 commission hearing. Do we have a motion to approve the minutes from February 1st, 2022? I'll raise Seconded. Is there any public, is there any public comment on this uh, agenda item? There's none. All right, we'll close public comment and I'll ask Director Weiland to take a vote. Okay, President Blyman. Aye. Commissioner Falzon. Aye. Commissioner Lee. Aye. Commissioner Perez. Aye. And Commissioner Wang. Aye. Meeting minutes have been approved. The next agenda item is number three, which is a report from Executive Director Wyland. Good evening, officially, uh, commissioners. Hope you all had a good weekend and a happy Valentine's Day. Uh, just wanted to update you all on a couple of things this evening. First, I'll just take a moment to share some significant updates to the health order as it relates to the mask mandate that will go into effect tomorrow, February 16th. Uh, in your Google Drive under this item for the director's report, you'll see a copy of the e-blast that and put together last week and the press release uh, from the mayor's office in your folder. Starting tomorrow, in alignment with the state, San Francisco and eight other Bay Area counties will lift universal mask requirements for most indoor public settings for both patrons and staff. In terms of our constituency, these indoor settings include bars, restaurants, venues, as well as indoor mega events. 
Masks are still strongly recommended, uh, but businesses may determine their own paths forward to protect staff and patrons and may choose to require mask wearing as well. Unvaccinated individuals over age two are still required to wear masks in all indoor public settings. And masks are still required in public transit, healthcare settings, K through 12 schools and childcare settings, as well as congregate settings. Showing proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test is still required to enter restaurants, bars, venues, gyms, and other settings where food and drink is consumed or elevated breathing occurs. This applies to both patrons and staff. If you have any questions about this big update, uh, feel free to uh, take a moment now and ask questions and either myself or senior analyst Rice will answer. Any questions? Okay, uh, I will move on then with your permission, President Blyman, uh, to go ahead and update you all on a very exciting announcement. Um, as you know, we have been a bit short-staffed for quite some time, um, and just this last week, we welcomed aboard two new teammates to the Entertainment Commission, who you will see on Zoom tonight. So we're very, very excited to have both of them. Mei Leong comes to us from Film SF, which is my... Uh, previous uh, department prior to the Entertainment Commission. So we were colleagues at that time. May has, uh, I will actually let her tell you more about her in just a, se uh, in just a second. Um, also welcoming aboard Andrew Zavrina, who is our newest sound inspector. We're very, very excited because we'll now have a robust uh, enforcement team out in the field. Uh, Andrew already had his first uh, field shift this last weekend and has just hit the ground running. So very excited to welcome them both aboard. But I just wanted to take a moment during my director's report, since we're not getting the opportunity quite yet to meet in person, although we're just a month out, so you'll be hearing from from all of us very soon about that, uh, for them to just introduce themselves to you. So May, do you wanna just kick us off and tell the commissioners a little bit more about you? And before you get going, I will say, this is my last time doing roll call. So May will be taking over at our next hearing. Go ahead, May. Great. Um, thank you so much, Maggie, and hello to the uh, commissioners. Um, my name is May Leung, and uh, as Maggie mentioned, I am coming to you from the Film Commission. Um, I actually was the commission secretary there and had been doing that pretty much my entire tenure of about almost eight years. So um, I do have a lot of experience doing this, um, but obviously with each commission, there are new things to learn um, and also new people to get to meet. So I'm very excited to um, learn more from you and uh, how to best serve you all as well as the staff and making everything go smoothly. Um, I'll also be doing some of the one-time permits. So Dylan has been really um, amazing in training me on some of those things. So I'll also be um, in the thick of that as well. Um, and just personally, as most of the other staff members are, um, I'm actually also uh, involved in the arts here in the Bay Area. So outside of the commission, I'm actually a freelance theater director. And I'm also the artistic director of an Asian American theater company here in the Bay Area called Ferocious Lotus Theater Company. Um, so we mostly focus on new plays and playwrights with a mission to create opportunities for Asian and Asian American artists 
to move beyond representation and tell more inclusive stories um, of the Asian diaspora. So that is what I do outside of uh, work here. And it is uh, my, my passion in life. So I'm excited to um, expand my views of live entertainment and events, especially in San Francisco, and really look forward to um, gaining new knowledge and experiences in my time here. Um, and I thank you in advance for your patience and your guidance as I'm learning um, how to basically be your new commission secretary and take care of all the business. Nice to meet you all tonight. Wow, May, thank you so much. Very, very excited. Um, and obviously I'll let the commissioner speak to you all. Uh, but first uh, let's have Andrew tell us a little bit about himself. Go ahead, Andrew. Thank you, Maggie. Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew Zavrina, and I'm the new inspector with the Entertainment Commission. Um, have a long background in uh, music and entertainment. As a musician myself, I've worked um, doing production work and event production. Um, I also had a lot of experience um, doing film production, film and photo production here in the city of San Francisco. Um, I've also have experience that pertains to this position um, from working in nightclubs as security detail. Um, super excited to be a part of this organization. I've had a good time so far and um, really excited to serve this beautiful city of San Francisco. It's nice to meet you all. As you can see, I am very happy, <laughs> along with, I think, the rest of the staff. So welcome aboard, you two. Thank you so much. And I'll just hand it back to the commissioners in case you have any questions or comments. Questions, comments? I would just say welcome to both of you. We're lucky to get you both. You have amazing resumes. Welcome. Good luck. <clears throat> We're here to support you if we can. Yep. That's Thank for you. sure. I'm looking forward to uh, some of your theatric theater work uh, that you do a lot in the community, especially in the theater, because I help out a lot of the Asian American theater back in the day. So I don't know what happened to everybody, but I hope you guys can uh, restart that in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. we. I'll talk about it more offline, but absolutely. I'd love to get to know what you know, too. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll go ahead and forward you. May is uh, working on a production right now. So uh, there are some shows this weekend if anyone wants to, to go. Sorry. <laughs> Send it all our way. All right. Well, welcome to both of you. What a joy. Um, and I just want to thank the existing staff for having stepped up for so long during this time when we have been a little understaffed. And that even includes Deputy Director Azevedo, who took a quick break to have a baby, just real fast. But uh, anyway, it's amazing to have a, a, a full staff here and uh, to see what we, uh, I'm excited to see what we can accomplish now. So thank you for joining us and thank you to existing staff for your hard work. Uh, any other reports from Executive Director Wyland? That's it. All right. And then we will open this to public comment. I'm going to flash the slide for a few seconds. All right, I'm checking and there are no hands raised and no comments in the chat box. 
All right, we'll close public comment. The next agenda item is number four, which is a report from Deputy Director Azevedo. Thank you, President Blyman. Good evening, commissioners. I'm very excited about the announcement of the new of the new sound inspector joining the team. And like Maggie said, he's already had his first uh, shift out in the field, and um, it's going very well. So more to come about that, but super excited about him joining us. My enforcement update is short this evening. Uh, we did receive 30 complaints since our last hearing, but many of the complaints were mitigated on site or they require further follow-up by educating a neighbor or uh, bringing a business into compliance by having them apply for a permit. So we are doing that. Uh, it's underway. The one update that I do have is it, is it about an enforcement visit uh, to Amsterdam Cafe. And this business is located across the street from Edinburgh Castle Pub. So we have visit, visited them a number of times during our complaint response for Edinburgh. But Amsterdam Cafe's employees always maintained that they never had entertainment and we were unable to ever verify or witness they had entertainment until this past weekend. Inspector Fiorentino uh, first spoke with the complainant and then he visited the business twice on Friday, February 11th. His first visit was at 7 p.m. Uh, there was no entertainment happening, but the bartender did explain that they just hired a guitarist to start performing outside. So Inspector Fiorentina educated him about applying for the jam permit, and the bartender said he'd relay that to the owner. Then we got another complaint around 9 p.m. Inspector Fiorentino responded in real time, and when he arrived, there was a band playing just inside the front door of the business. So he called and spoke to the bartender, uh, who he had spoken to previously earlier in the night. Um, but then he learned that the owner was sitting outside in the parklet. So he continued the conversation with the owner. And unfortunately, that didn't go very well as the owner was pretty dismissive of the information about needing a permit. So I reached out to the owner directly myself today. Um, I was unable to get a hold of them on the phone, but I did leave a message and I sent an email. So we will continue to visit and reach out to the business as they do require both a jam permit and an LLP or POE for their indoor entertainment. That is all I have for enforcement updates, but I'm happy to answer any questions that you may have about the report. Questions? Nothing? Oh. All right, well, I don't have anything specifically um, to bring up. Um, I'm sure that um, a nice conversation between you and the owner of that place will help to set them straight, and I'm sure we'll get them into compliance shortly. Um, and I, I think it is sometimes a learning experience for people who are, are unaware of our process. So we'll try to give them the benefit of the doubt for the time being. Um, any public comment on this agenda item? I am checking and there is none. All right, let's close public comment and we'll move on to the next agenda item, which is number five, which is hearing and possible action regarding <clears throat> applications for permits under the jurisdiction of the Entertainment Com uh, Commission. And I will ask uh, Deputy Director Azevedo to introduce the permit application on the consent agenda for the evening. Thanks, President Blyman. We only have one permit on the consent agenda this evening. It's for a limited live performance permit for the Community Arts Stabilization Trust or CAST 
located at 447 Minna Street. The business offices are located on the fourth floor, but the entertainment will occur on the ground floor in their black box theater. There was no opposition for the permit, and the only added conditions from SFPD were standard, and they are listed below on the memo that I provided. The staff recommendation is for the commission vote to approve the consent agenda with the good neighbor policy and SFPD's recommended conditions. Any questions about this one? All right. Um, is there any public comment on this agenda item? Checking and there are no hands raised and there are no comments in the chat box. Okay, then I believe we could entertain motions here. I'd like to make a motion to, um, to approve the consent agenda with the recommendations from the staff and SFPD. Second. Everybody. A lot of seconds. All right, we can vote. Okay, President Blyman. Aye. Commissioner Falzon. You're on mute. This is why I never mute because I always forget I did. Uh, I. <laughs> okay, great. Commissioner Lee. Aye. Commissioner Perez. Aye. And Commissioner Wang. Aye. All right, congratulations. That has been approved wherever you are. And uh, please follow up with our team at your earliest convenience for next steps. Um, and I'll ask uh, Deputy Director to introduce the next permit, which is the first on our regular permit agenda. Thank you, President Blyman. This is actually going to be presented to you this evening by Senior Analyst Rice. So I will pass the microphone to him. Thank you, Deputy Director Azevedo. For the record, it did say that in the script. I went off script. I went rogue. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <Not> good. <laughs> I was like, I thought I wrote that. Um, okay, so <laughs> good evening, everyone. Um, and just, just for the record, I am so thrilled that me and Andrew are joining the team. So welcome again. Um, so, um, all right, where am I? So tonight we are hearing from Valencia Corridor Merchants Association. This organization is applying for a jam permit, which is a just add music permit, to allow them to hold outdoor entertainment and amplified sound on Valencia Street between 16th Street and 21st Street on the second and fourth Saturday of the month, starting February 26th and running through June 25th. The event is called the Valencia Street Art Corridor and will feature local artisans selling their wares, as well as live music, comedy and poetry hosted by an MC. The mission of the event is to increase foot traffic to support the local businesses along the Valencia Street corridor. There'll be one stage that will be rotating on different blocks each day, but they are requesting the flexibility to add more performance areas along the event footprint um, if they're able to secure additional sponsorship. They are expecting 400 attendees per day um, so given the density of the jam permits and sensitive receptors in this particular area, given that this is a first-time event, and given the potential sound impacts this event could have on the surrounding neighborhood, Director Weiland recommended that this application be reviewed by the seven-member commission. So you'll see in your folder 
their jam permit application, their event site plan, their proof of neighborhood outreach, which is highlighted in yellow on the site plan. Those are the areas that were targeted. And then a copy of the MTA street closure permit for Valencia Street. Um, there was no opposition to this permit and we did not receive any recommendation from Mission Station within the response window. So we assume that they have no issues with the amendment, sorry, with the permit. Um, here to speak with you tonight is Lauro Gonzalez, the organizer of the event. And staff recommendation is approval with good neighbor policy and standard staff issued jam conditions. A copy of those standard conditions is also in your um, Google folder. So Lauro, I'm gonna bring you in right now. So Lauro, if you can hear us, please unmute yourself. And there you are. Hey, hello. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Lauro Gonzalez, and I uh, I am the event organizer, and I work with the Valencia Street Merchant Association, sorry, Valencia Corridor Merchant Association, um, managing the street closure and also developing an art program in order to activate the streets and bring food traffic to the businesses during the closure. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Lauro, can you um, just tell us a little bit more about what kind of programming you're going to have there? What kind of musicians, um, what kind of sound systems? I think we'd just like to hear a little bit more about some of the details uh, before we get into uh, some of our specific questions. Um, I think we understand like kind of the, the general idea of it, but I would like to just, I think we all would like to hear a little more just right. about you know, what, where they're going to be, what, what kind of programming is it, what kind of amplification, et cetera. Okay, perfect. So um, we have the street, we have the permit to close uh, four blocks uh, between 16 and 17, um, 18 and 19, 1920 and 2021st. So the idea is like to do the event um, on each block, you know, um, just being rotating, rotating um, the events on different blocks. Um, and we are considering uh, use amplified sound for the, for the music from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m., no longer than that. Um, in case of in like uh, talking about the event is very modest, to be honest, we don't have a big sound equipment. We have like two speakers, uh, one uh, woofer, subwoofer, and one mixer, microphones. Um, we don't have a stage. It is like ground level. Uh, and we are definitely featuring bands that they are not um, very loud. Is something more chill for the community to enjoy and have a good time. We definitely don't want to fall into a concert or something that brings like a um, huge amount of people, you know, but um, yeah, that's what we're doing. More questions? Um, <clears throat> this is your first festival, right? Is this the first time you've tried no. to do this? Um, I I have done four in the past, uh, from October to December. Um, um, 
little bit more modest than this one, I would say. A uh, couple of artists and musicians, but definitely not a full lineup and not like amplified music um, as this one. So, so you're saying that all these uh, performances are going to be acoustic? There's no amplification? No, for these ones, we are going to have amplifications, but, but for the ones in the past, they were mostly acoustic or just using uh, a one, one speaker that the musician was bringing. And, and so these stages, uh, as far as sound reinforcement, uh, what are you talking about? Are you using those uh, Eon power speakers to, uh, or are you talking about full PA systems for your stage? Yeah, it's a full PA system, definitely. And you're hiring a, a sound engineer, you know, like a, a private company that comes in and sets up sound? Well, the, yeah, um, we are partnering with a music collective and they will be, they, we have a sound engineer devoted to, to, to the event that day. And so uh, can you tell me, like, are they all... Um, you know, bands or are they DJs? Okay, uh, so yeah. Um, uh, I am happy to drop in this chat a little lineup with the musicians. Uh, that's something that you would like to see, sir? Well, no, I'm just um, an experience of like in Japantown when they have their Niamachi street fairs or their uh, Cherry Blossom festivals. And, you know, they have a hired stage hand and engineer uh, but you know the people like five blocks away can hear them you yeah. know so i was just wondering what are you doing about um as far as controlling i mean i know we're going to set a limit yes but um you know is there any way that if it gets really loud of um contacting the sound engineer or anything what is your protocol Yes, no, definitely. My protocol and like my concern is to be fully aware about the sound levels because uh, I am my best interest is for these to stay and for everyone to have a great experience sound wise. I also I acknowledge that on that particular blog for the 26th event, there are some other businesses that they also have their art program and their musicians. So I am locating the stage uh the stage on this particular one in order to do not bother the other ones um to be honest there is a couple of musicians that they sometimes they show up in valencia street you know without a permit of without anything so there's some amplified sound already happening on the street I would say with no jam permit, but I am always there making sure like the level of the music is not loud to disturb anyone. So you have a way of monitoring or if anybody yeah. complains and then yeah. you have like monitor, okay. Yeah, I will be fully responsible for the level of the music, you know, yeah. I don't really see a diagram of your street stage. I'm just going to take you for granted that you kind of know, because, you know, you don't want to be fighting with the other businesses as well, right? They got Not their, you know, and it gets really crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, 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 
Okay, so I mean, other than what the sound inspectors can do as far as giving you a limit or whatever, I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. You know, this is the first time. Yes. Right. Okay. No more questions. Thanks. Mr. Perez. Hi, Laura. Good evening. Um, I have a couple of questions for you. Yes. Um, so I think I understand, just to kind of, if I understand correctly, so you will be rotating different blocks within Valencia Street every week, right? So the first week is going to be between 18th and 19th. The next week will be in a different location, right? So it's only like you're act really activating just one block at a time. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then when you go back to that same location, that street segment again, will it be in the same location, the the, the entertainment area? Is it going to be the exact same location? For example, when you go back to 18th and 9th Street Street, will you be in the same location again or is it going to be a different location? Well, in that specific case, I think I will because uh, of my experience, that location is the best location to do the sound because it does not bother the other businesses. And also like behind, like around that area, it is like there's not that much neighborhoods. There, sorry, there's not that much uh, residents around that area. There's a parking lot, there's appliance stores, appliance store that they normally close around six. So they are not there all the time. They are not fully open. Um, we have uh, we have a great relationship with the business around, which is a restaurant, a flower shop, a, and they don't they 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 are supporting us. But in the case of other blocks, you know, I always say like I propose to have the stage uh, there, but if I have a complaint or something or, or something comes up from a resident or from a business, I would like to have the option to change it just in order to satisfy everyone needs, if that's possible. Um, that will be a question to the staff. If the jam permit is stationary, if the jam permit is it move up portable? <laughs> Can someone answer that? Um, yeah, I'll jump in. So, um, you know, in a situation where this, the location of the performance is going to move, um, or if the event footprint is substantially changed, we would want to them to submit an amendment request. Okay. So, so. Um, Assuming that the jam permit is approved tonight, they could come back and request an amendment um, to accommodate, like a right. change in location of the stage. Right. So, like right now, Laura, it'll be your permit is for a specific location on that block. If you want to move it, then just let the staff know so they can amend your permit. Does that make sense? Okay. Perfect. We'll okay. Do. Thank you. And my second question is: throughout all this, um, I guess it looks like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine or ten weeks that you're doing this. Is it you're, are you going to be the project manager for the sound at every at every event? Yeah, I'm going to have a team of people under you. Yeah, well, I'm pretty much um, the event producer and the, the the manager of the street closure. So I am the one fully in charge of like overseeing all and put all these pieces together. Yeah, I definitely play a fundamental role on this. Right. But based on my experience being an also an outdoor event organizer, 
you're gonna be you're gonna be pulled in so many directions because you are the guy in charge, right. right? From garbage to sound to entertainment's missing. So you might need to dedicate this one person who's gonna be in charge of managing your sound specifically, yes. so that that person is really dedicated to making sure it's not going up. Right. Yeah. So you might want to consider that. I'm not saying you have to do that, but right. I just no. know that you're going to be busy the whole day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No. <laughs> also, yeah. under no circumstances, let Manny control the sound. He'll just turn the thing all the way up. And pull <laughs> all right. Yeah. That well, will be in troubles then. <laughs> what about that as a that's going to be a uh, uh, on the permit? He's not allowed to touch the sound. Yeah. No, that will be definitely a task for a sound engineer and also like for the music management. So there are going to be two people there, the, 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 the sound engineer and the manager of the musician. So those both, they, they, those two people will be definitely in charge of managing the sound level. And me too, if I'm hearing that it's going crazy, I want to be the first one to, to pull the plot, you know? Right. Okay, very good. That's all my question. Thank you. Thank you. Other questions? I don't have any specific questions. I'm I'm just so excited about this. I think this is, I mean, I've been for years I've been waiting for things like this where we permit kind of larger areas and and really for me it's about bringing music and musicians and artists back to San Francisco and they were gone before COVID, right? So I'm excited about this. Um, I don't have any major questions. I'm sure it'll be a work in progress. I know uh, we got we got our team and your team working on it. And, you know, I would encourage you to, and I, you guys have done a very good job with this, um, but just to, you know, defer on the side of working with people who are uh, neighbors and complaints and just trying to find common ground. And you've already done shown that you can do that. So um, um, that's not a concern of mine, but, um, but I'm excited for this. This is really cool. What a Thank great you. way to employ a lot of musicians and have a lot of fun in San Francisco. Yeah. I, I'm, thank you so much for your, for your good vibes. We're def, I'm so excited myself as well. I want, I wanted this to happen so bad. So now I'm like thrilled that I'm, I could be doing that, you know, um, but also like I do want to do it um, in the right way in order for this to stay, you know, like um, I know like sometimes like, oh, the city this and the city that, you know, but I always feel like we can always find ways to work it out, you know, and to make everyone happy <laughs> as much as we can, you know, but it's still like. I don't know, doing something good for a community and providing healthy entertainment for them, you know, mostly like in these times, you know, COVID times. So thank you so much. And I'm, I'm, whatever I can do for, for whatever I can do to, um, to make this happen, I will definitely do it. I think, um, I think mainly the city is behind you. It's your neighbors <laughs> that you yeah. have to really watch watch out and work with yep yep no definitely i will all right so i think that's it for questions is there any public comment on this agenda item i will flash the slide just for a few seconds all right i'm checking and there is none. 
All right, we can close public comment then. Um, if there's any discussion, please you know share it now. Otherwise, we maybe can entertain motions. All right. It sounds like no real discussion here. I'm 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 excited about this. Um, I prefer not to motion things unless it's on the commission. Uh, I would like to make a motion to approve this permit with the staff recommendation and good neighbor policy. Second. All right, we can vote. All right, President Blyman. Aye. Commissioner Falzon. Aye. Commissioner Lee. Aye. Commissioner Perez. Aye. And noting for the record that Commissioner Wang is uh, not in attendance anymore. Oh. All right. Congratulations, Lauro. Um, congratulations. Your uh, your it's been approved. So please just follow up with our staff as soon as possible, and they can we can work with them on next steps. But we're, this is really cool, and it's it's cool to be a part of approving a oh. permit for. A, a more creative area than in the past. That that's exciting to me. So thank you. Thank you so uh, much. All right, um, moving along. Somebody is going to introduce the next <laughs> item, and I haven't checked yet to see who it is. But I'll just pause here for a second. Maybe that person will just introduce. It. Thank you, President Blyman. I am happy to introduce the final permit agenda. Yep, it says you. It does. Uh, the final permit application on our regular agenda this evening is for a place of entertainment for the Southeast Community Center's new location at 50, 1550 Evans Avenue, which is slated to open in May of this year. The Southeast Community Center is a brand new city-owned and operated building in the Bayview that will provide services to the community, including serving as an indoor and outdoor private event rental space. The previous location of the Southeast Community Center also held a POE permit from our office, but due to the way that municipal police code was written, community members also had to apply with our office and pay for a one night dance permit to host an event. Last year, Director Weiland made a legislative change which eliminated the one night dance permit from code. And now this POE application before you tonight will serve as the sole entertainment permit at the premises. The new state of the art center will be available for community members to rent for birthday parties, repasses, quinceaneras, fundraisers, and more. Per their application, their indoor entertainment will not go later than midnight and their outdoor entertainment or amplified sound will not go later than 10 p.m. EC staff will set an outdoor sound limit compliant with MPC 1060.16 once the center is open to the public. The applicants conducted neighborhood outreach and submitted eight letters to the surrounding businesses in their vicinity. There was no opposition for the permit and we did not receive a response from Bayview Station for added conditions. Here to speak with you this evening is Southeast Community Center Director, Emily Farr. I'm going to bring her in right now. Could please unmute yourself, Emily. Thank you very much. 
that, that darn mute button gets us all every time, right? <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, commissioners. Thank you for having us this evening. My name is Emily Rogers Farr. I'm the ED of Southeast Community Center, and I'm here this evening with Jason Barcelone, who's our facilities manager. I don't know if he was uh, let in as well, um, but I will. I will let him in right now. Thank no you. Problem. Um, and thank you all for your review and consideration of our POE application this evening. I'd also like to thank uh, Director Weiland and Deputy Director Azevedo for guiding us through this process. The new Southeast Center at 1550 Evans right at the corner of 3rd is slated to open early summer. We're super excited about it. As you know, we are currently located at 1800 Oakdale and we've been there for, I think, a little more than 40 years as a um, feature and amenity into the, in the community. The new center is a 45,000 square foot community center and features an expanded childcare center, a cafe, nonprofit co-working space, reservable multi-purpose meeting rooms, and that includes a standalone 5,000 square foot hall outfitted with a commercial kitchen, uh, grade kitchen that we call the Alex Pitcher Pavilion. Surrounding the center are two plus acres of open space that include an amphitheater, uh, which opens off of the pavilion gardens, picnic areas, and play spaces for children. The new center will provide a wide range of workforce development and education opportunities. Uh, the Southeast Center uh, Community Center is essentially a hub for the local community to gather, learn, play, and grow. Through our community partnership model, we facilitate meaningful program and services that promote the health, well-being, cultural, political, educational, and financial empowerment of Bayview Hunters Point residents. The Southeast Community Center uh, has always been an accessible and affordable event venue for the community. We typically host more than 300 events annually that include conferences, workshops, quinceaneras, other family celebrations, both indoors and out. We also produce a number of community-wide fairs and festivals throughout the year that typically feature live entertainment and resource uh, sharing, resource opportunity, sharing opportunities. As Director Azevedo mentioned, in her introduction, having a POE will eliminate the administrative burdens and redundancies that our community has um, had to uh, engage in order to uh, host their events, the one night dance permit that was referred to. So we really appreciate streamlining this process through the POE. We are currently building a new re online reservation system in, uh, along with a developing a business plan and working with our real estate services to establish affordable rental rates, in addition to developing a customer service model, which includes language from your good neighbor policy. To promote the new center and its intended use, we did send out notifications to local businesses with near proximity to the new center. The area is mostly industrial and because the center is set back off the street with ample off-street parking, we don't anticipate any issues with noise or neighborhood disruption or disturbances from our events. We've worked well with the planning department, police department and fire department and other agencies, including your commission staff to offer safe, affordable and accessible amenities to the community. And we look forward to doing so in the future at the new center. Again, thank you for your consideration this evening. And we do hope that you will join us for our grand opening um, coming up shortly. Thank you. Questions, comments? Yeah. Huh. Um, not really. I mean, does your facility have its own sound system? 
it does have a it has a sound system in 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 the Alex Pitcher Pavilion, and then we will be purchasing sound equipment for the uh, for outdoors activities or renting it for, depending on the event that we need. Jason may be able to answer more questions um, about what our a, uh, AV equipment actually is, but it's it's pretty standard state of the art stuff that you know. It, will allow us to project music or amplify sound as, as necessary. And I, I, I'm assuming you, they'll be training your staff how to use it. Absolutely. And control it and things like that. Right? Absolutely. We'll have, we'll have dedicated staff to operate that equipment. Yes. Okay. No, I don't, I mean, good luck to you. I mean, I had an office on Evans Street, 1357 Evans, way back in the day. Why do I keep saying that? I must be old or something, you know? But uh, I ride across the street from the post office. Okay, so we're just right right before you get there, right on the corner. So you remember, you are familiar with yeah. the area. So it's right it's, there. Uh, the and area. You're, not old at all. you're no older than the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. The area has grown quite a bit. So I, good luck to you. Thank you. I think uh, Commissioner Perez has a question. Absolutely. Thank you, uh, President Blyman. Hello, um, Emily, welcome. Thank you for your presentation. I'm so happy to hear that uh, your new community center is um, ready and completed. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that there's now a dedicated center for the Southeast Asian community uh, in the Bayview. Um, I have a couple of questions. Um, I guess number one is I know you, that area is very much, like you mentioned, very much uh, industrial area. But mm -hmm. I just want to kind of give you an opportunity to kind of catch us up on any type of community outreach that you might have done with the neighbors, even though they might be far away. Are you speaking of the specifically related to this permit? Yes. Uh, you are required to do a community outreach. Yeah. So I want to give you an opportunity to give us an any updates? Okay, so the intersection of Third and Evans is is a main thoroughfare. It's, it's essentially a gateway into the community. A very busy, high traffic area. Um, on the Third Street side, we have uh, two filling stations, two gas stations across the street. And it's a super wide street. Uh, the T line runs up the middle of it. So we did share with those filling station uh, um, owners or businesses. And then across the other way is the Bayview Plaza, the back of Bayview Plaza, which houses a number of local shops, uh, Starbucks, a couple banks, and um, there used to be a Walgreens located there and a Goodwill, some other things. So we, we reached out to the businesses that are located there because there is parking. Um, and, you know, we want to make sure folks know that we're there, but also know that there's a different, you know, don't park in that space. You know, we want them to know that this new thing is coming and so that their parking will be safe, will get their access to their business will be safe and that any events that are going on at the center won't interrupt their business. So we reached out to them and then across the other way um, on our side street, there is an industrial park of businesses and we reached out to those businesses in that industrial park as well. Um, everyone, the, the response was overwhelming that people were really excited about the new center. They see it as bringing business into the community um, and bringing folks into the space um, in the neighborhood. So thank you. Know, we've got a lot of support for that. Great. Thank you. My second question is um, who will be responsible for managing the sound equipment and the performing artists? Sometimes performing artists 
I don't want to go crazy and you know, perform really loud. So who is that person who's going to be in charge and managing both the performing artists and the sound equipment? So sound equipment will be managed or the oversight of that will uh, fall to our facilities manager, Jason Barcelona, who's on the line with us. Uh, with respect to events that the Southeast Community Center hosts that we are sponsoring, it's our event that we're producing. Um, it would it would still be Jason, but he would work with whoever our program manager is or whoever the event coordinator is, um, which is usually my deputy director, Larry Berry uh, and his team. Um, if it is a private event, like a reservation or a rental, we would work with those, uh, the reservation or, or the event coordinator to ensure that they were following all the policies and rules. And we do have a dedicated program staff to support reservations and in and, and, and all of those event opportunities. And you'll always have an on-site manager. There's always an event, an event coordinator on-site during rental rent, uh, during all events. Great. Thank you, Emily. And Thank good you. luck to you. I'm Thank looking you. forward to visiting your facility. You're going to love it. The, I didn't even talk about the art collection. So there's lots to come and see and do. Awesome. I'll be there. Thank you. Mr. Feldon. Emily, good evening. Um, I, I got to tell you, I have been following your building for a long time. That is quite the beast out there. Isn't it? it? Is unbelievable. It is gorgeous. Uh, I applaud your folks' accomplishment. Um, Jason's going to have a lot of work if he's in charge of that building. There's, there's, That's a big footprint. Um, just to give you a little perspective. So I'm actually with the police department, and we're actually going to be neighbors. We just opened a brand new facility at Evans and Tolan. I don't know if you're aware of that. It's, uh, I think I heard that, but I hadn't, I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Awesome. So it's not as big as you, but uh, and it's not an, a facility open to the public. It's our new crime lab and our traffic company, but uh, it's just up the block. But uh, that's a big part of what I've been doing. So as I've been spending so much time out there, I've been watching your building. Um, but just a couple quick questions. This first one's actually for staff, and I, I'm just curious: did did we get a floor plan submitted with um, positions for security? Or did that not come in? No, Commissioner Felzon, there was not a location of security, um, but I think that it would be prudent for Director um, Rogers Farr to explain how it works for the events in that the applicants must hire their own security. Right. So that is a requirement for each event, um, but the location is not indicated. I believe because it's likely to uh, right. not be consistent from event to event. Exactly. And I understand there's separate spaces. So I don't want to tie up a lot of the meeting, but maybe if you just pick one of your spaces and just kind of briefly walk us through how you envision uh, the security handling the space. So let's say some, let's say we were having an event, someone had a reservation because I think it's, it, for me, it's more about the reservations that come in from the public. Our community events that we host are, well secured, we have regular security for all of for the property and for from day to day. But let's say someone was doing a family celebration in the Alex Fitcher room, and then they're also going to sure. spill out into the amphitheater for whatever they whatever their celebrations require. So we would we would require security. Um, that would be in addition to the security for our building. They we even in our current site, we don't allow you to use our current security to um, to work your event. You have to have separate event security focused on your event and they would be posted um, at least at the main entrance to the Alex picture room and then also we 
depending on the size of the event, would require them to have additional guards to help rove because the event would spill both from indoors to outdoors. And that would include roving the parking lot for security as well. Okay. And then do you, do you envision kind of um, having someone from your team uh, interacting with that security group all night long, kind of making sure they're on point, that Absolutely. they're heading outside and, all, you know. Absolutely. We have what's, well, what we use now, or we call them event monitors. Um, so we'll have something similar to that. They are, um, our current plan is to bring in uh, entry level staff that will support our events in, the, in, that, in that role and they would be assigned to essentially work the event the whole night and coordinate with the event organizer, coordinate with security, uh, caterers, you know, all elements and aspects of the event, but definitely so, yes. Great, well, best of luck, thank you. Thank you. you know, I, I do got one, one more follow-up. How do you go about um, on, your, on your private events how do you do your screening or how do you how do you allow people to use your venue? So as I mentioned, we're developing a, um, an online reservation system. Previously, we were paper-based, um, which was a little bit maddening. Um, we have some parameters. There is a Southeast Community Facility Commission that oversees our rules and or helps to set policy around rules and regulations. And so we will be, we're, actually in the process of updating those rules and regulations around uh, for use and um, priority of use. And essentially, um, I'll give you an example of where there are some limitations. For example, I mentioned that there are quinceaneras and birthday parties. Those are usually the ones that we're worried the most about. And I see right. um, just because they can, they have the strong propensity to get out of hand. Strangely enough, so do re family repast um, have given us some trouble in the past as well. Um, so in addition to security, requiring them to uh, secure security to support the event, we have sometimes asked them to also get off duty to get police support to support the events, depending on what it is. And then if alcohol is involved, involved in the event, then we ask for, we will be asking for insurance waivers and, and deposits and all kinds of things to ensure or to encourage people to, to, to behave well. Do you have some kind of a reference check or, uh, you know, like uh, where they had past events, maybe, you know? We tech, we keep, yes and no. Um, we don't necessarily do reference checks or haven't done that in my tenure. I've been mm -hmm. with the, um, with the organization for about three and a half years, about three years. But if we know that you have been a bad actor in the past and we, you know, we keep a little list. And so, and pay attention to that. And then things like repass, for example, in, in our current center, we have limited those to certain days of the week so that they don't take over the center. And there's a lot of different things at play with right. that, not, you know, just not just the security of the event and the safety, which is all, always paramount, but right. also um, accessibility. And there are other activities on the property going on. And so some activities just aren't compatible with day use, for example. Right. You know, we don't want to have loud parties in the middle of the day, even though it's a repast, they often turn into other things. Sure. Um, I mean, as long as you're, you're aware of it, I think you were experienced having yeah. uh, you know, been through it. And, you know, we had problems, you know, we were at the, uh, the Fillmore and, mm -hmm. you know, the Y, you know, I mean, they're just, 
start off as innocent birthday parties and then sometimes, it, you know, they go another way. So they grow into other things. And right. so, so I just want to make sure that there's some kind of, um, you know, process, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And we really haven't had, I mean, like, if you think about the fact that we've been doing this in, in a small center at, at the 1800 Oakdale site for nearly 40 years, we haven't had that many problems. But when we do have a problem, they are really annoying. Yeah. Really, for, the, for the most part, like not, 99.9% to the billionth infinity, events are great. People love the space. Um, they're going to love the new space even more. It's absolutely gorgeous. And um, we're setting up systems and policies and in, in, in place that encourage good behavior. And I, and I am a firm believer personally that if you set up a good system and you expect a good time and you expect people to be, behave well, they do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just be prepared for anything. So yeah, thank you. But be, but be prepared. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. I think. Dave, his mic's off. Uh, yeah, uh, just a quick question for the for uh, the deputy director. Uh, I think she just went off camera somewhere. There she is. She's back. Um, hey, is there a staff recommendation on this? I'm just not seeing it in the folder. It's probably me not finding it. It's just scrolling. To, it's just um, to re- uh, <laughs> it's just the good neighbor policy. Commissioner falls on staff recommendation is to approve with the good neighbor policy. Okay. Um, We'll get there, but the only thing I was going to propose is um, having a calendar sent over to Bayview Station of events, just so that um, the station's got optics on what's going on. But we can get to that in a moment. And we've done that in the past. Sure, I know well, you folks have. So this is yeah, not so out of the ordinary. We're happy to continue that practice. Great, thank you, Emily. Great. So I don't have any questions. Um, that everybody covered all the important things. I'm excited about this. Sounds fantastic. It sounds like you're finding a new home that is extraordinary. So I'm really looking forward to checking it out sometime. So thanks for coming in. And uh, you strike me as an insanely competent human being. So I feel very comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So with that, I want to go ahead and open for public comment here. Um, So is there any public comment? I'll flash the slide. For a few seconds. I'm checking and there is none. And then we'll close public comment and uh, we can discuss briefly. It sounds like Commissioner Falzon may want to recommend a small tweak before we motion, or he may want to include that in his motion. If there's no discussion, I'm prepared to make a motion if we're all good to go. Looks like we are. Um, I would recommend that we go with the staff recommendations, the good neighbor policy, and I would just ask that we add that um, an event calendar be sent over to Bayview Station um, as they're made available just to uh, allow the station to have eyes on um, events and help make passing calls, etc. That doesn't have to be part of the amendment, Caitlin. I just I got into a narrative there. I have a I have a question for clarification, Commissioner Falzon, regarding your motion. Um, do you recommend that it is only sent to Bayview Station, the calendar of events, or would you also recommend it be sent to the Entertainment Commission as well? Thank you so much for reminding me of what I was exactly thinking. Yes, it should also come to the commission as well. So okay. shall that read approval with the good neighbor policy 
I mean, I'm not making the motion. I'm just clarifying what you're yes. saying. Um, and I appreciate that, by the way. Sending a monthly calendar events to Bayview Station and the Entertainment Commission for situational awareness. Perfect. Great. Thank you. Thank you. I'll second right. the motion. Excellent. All right, we can vote. Hey, President Blyman. Aye. Commissioner Falzon. Aye. Commissioner Lee. Aye. And Commissioner Perez. Aye. Congratulations on this exciting project. Let's have some live music down there. That sounds great. All right. Awesome. Um, same Thank thing you. I said, everybody follow up with our staff whenever you have a chance and uh, for next steps. And we look forward to it. Thanks for coming in. Thank you so much. And you all are invited to grand opening. And if you'd like to take a tour of the center, we are more than happy to accommodate that. I'll have my staff reach out to you. Thank you. Good luck. Thanks, Emily. Thank you. Good night. All right, moving along. All right, so the next agenda item is the number six, which is possible uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. Discussion and possible action to amend the permit commissions of the place of entertainment permit uh, DBA 26 mix at 3024 Mission Street in San Francisco regarding an uh, incident that occurred Friday, June 21st, 2022. And uh, Deputy Director Azevedo will introduce this. Um, just wanna correct for the record that that was January 21st, 2022. Sorry guys, that's what it said. I don't know what's wrong with me today. Thank you. <laughs> I think we're all a little tired, long day. Yeah. Okay, thank you, President Blyman. Thanks for the correction, Director Weiland. So this agenda item is to discuss the homicide that occurred inside of 26 Mix on Friday, January 21st, 2022. In your file, you will find a copy of the 72-hour suspension for public safety issued by Director Weiland on January 28th. Complaint history from 2019 to present, a timeline of our history with the business, a copy of their POE permit, including the conditions the business was out of compliance with during the incident, as well as their security plan. On January 21st at 11.50 p.m., an altercation occurred inside of 26 Mix by their pool tables. The altercation turned into a brawl and ultimately a male patron was stabbed in the neck by a sharp object. Unfortunately, the victim died before emergency responders arrived at the scene. Shortly after the incident, when Inspector Fiorentino was driving by on his way to another business, he saw the emergency vehicles and he stopped. He learned of what happened and notified Director Weiland and myself right away. The following morning, we were in contact with the managers of 26 Mix and the captain of Mission Station. We strongly encouraged the business to go dark and close for the weekend, which they agreed to do. The following Tuesday, we had a meeting with the captain of Mission Station to go over the details of the incident. And on Wednesday, January 26th, Director Weiland, myself, and Captain McEckern met with the managers, head of security, and the attorneys representing 26 Mix. After discussing what transpired, we determined that the business was out of compliance with the following permit conditions. For your reference, a copy of the POE permit with their violations highlighted is included in your file. The permit holder failed to comply with the following permit conditions. There shall always be a manager on site during hours of operation who is able to respond to neighbor complaints in real time. Regardless of occupancy, beginning at 8 p.m. daily, there shall be a minimum of three security on site, one of which must be outside, on weekends, two security will be inside patrolling and no less than two security will be outside covering the front door and the front of the premises. On Mondays through Fridays from 4 p.m. until closing and Saturdays and Sundays from 2 p.m. until closing, security will perform pat-downs, bag checks, and use metal detector wand 
on all patrons entering and re-entering the venue. And good, good neighbor policy number eight, within 24 hours of any violent incident or any time SFPD responds to a call for service at the premises, permit holders shall complete and send an incident report to the SFPD district station permit officer and the entertainment commission. We learned that there was no manager on site during the incident and that they had three security guards working that night, but one of them was on break when the fight broke out and they were not patting down female patrons nor wanting any patrons upon entry. I want to note that since the incident occurred, Inspector Fiorentino has visited the business four times, most recently this last Friday and Saturday night. During all of his, during all of his visits, the business has been in compliance with their security plan, including patting down and wanting patrons upon entry and having the required number of security guards on duty. This agenda item is to provide you all with an opportunity to hear from the business about the incident and what security measures they've implemented to ensure safety and compliance moving forward. You will have the chance to speak with them and ask questions as well as, as well as an option to recondition the permit as you see fit. At this time, staff are not recommending permit reconditioning. Rather, we are suggesting that the permit holder begin to prove consistent compliance to their security plan, which we believe is robust. Please let me know if you have any questions. And I do wanna note commissioners that we did invite um, Mission Station Captain McEckern and Permit Officer Ortiz to speak this evening. It looks like Officer Ortiz is here, um, but was not planning to present anything. If you have direct questions for him, he may be able to may be available to speak. Um, so let me know if you have any questions. Otherwise, here to speak with you this evening is the manager, Tony, as well as their head of security, Farouz. All right, I see Farouz. Um, if, and someone named William's raising his hand. Yes, William but is, that's correct, Dylan, that's William. Tony, okay. it's William, yes. Okay, great, I'm gonna let, um, both him and Farouz in right now. <clears throat> it's a little slow. What's going on? We'll keep try it again. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Um, yeah. uh, thank you. My name is unmuted, and then Farouz, if you want to speak, you should unmute yourself as well. I also hear an echo, so if you could please mute the other device while you speak, that would be great. Hello. So who's going first? <laughs> uh, okay, so hi. My, my name is William Mayorga. I'm one of the managers at uh, 26 Mix. And um, all you are aware of on uh, the uh, night of the 21st, January 21st, um, an incident happened where, unfortunately, a person uh, lost his life. And uh, well, we're really sorry about 
uh, the loss. Um, we were trying to comply with some of the uh, state and labor laws, and by doing so, we failed to comply with the Entertainment Commission um, requirements, and we apologize for that. Since then, we have implemented um, a new system so we can um, comply with the state law. Hey, hey law William, I, William, I apologize. Can you back up? I, I didn't catch why something about labor laws, you stopped complying with. The, can you start over again on that part? I didn't catch that yes. part. Yes. The, uh, I was trying to explain that the reason we uh, failed to comply with the Entertainment Commission conditions uh, it was, we were trying to comply with some of the state and law regulations, which was breaks and uh, and um, meal times. But at the same time, we failed to comply with the uh, entertainment commission conditions, which uh, I guess requires us to have at all times uh, the four security guards. Um, more to say that one security was down due to COVID. Um, he tested positive for COVID, so we have to uh, isolated him and two other persons that worked with him. Um, and that day, unfortunately, uh, we were, the company wasn't able to uh, provide all four security guards. Uh, that was an unfortunate event that happened. Um, but ever since since uh, this, we have worked with the company to ensure that we have four securities. Uh, the new plan that we have implanted, implanted is that um, one manager from the company We'll stop by for a period of two hours and allow the one guard at the time to take their breaks. Um, in any event, the, the manager could not come to uh, the site and then we'll, uh, the guards will not take their breaks or meal time and they will get paid overtime. That way, um, we are in compliance at all times with the entertainment commission conditions. Um, the, um, we, we are using the one, um, constantly and everyone, and we are replacing them, uh, every six months, uh, just to make sure they are working properly. And so they will not fail. Um, what else? Um, manager, we are, um, hiring, we're in the process of hiring, uh, two more manage assistant managers. That way, uh, if a manager needs to step out for the same reason to get lunch, dinner, whatever, uh, there's always going to be a manager on site as well. Um, um, what are the other? Um, and and you know, just just to uh, also just mention that even uh, though we were one guard down, you know, poor ratio of uh, of number of customers that we had we were pretty much within the uh, um, requirement of uh, the ratio of customer per, per guard. Um, you know, just kind of just mention that, to throw that in there. I don't know if you have any more questions for me. Uh, want me to uh, give more details of what happened than I? I'm more than willing to, um, to answer. No. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. You first. So, so since William opened the door, William, why don't you explain your version of what happened that night? Well, uh, I wasn't working on that on the night, but for what I saw in the video, um, there was a uh, two uh, group of people. Uh, 
they were playing uh, pool. One one group was playing pool. The other one was just hanging around at the end of the pool tables. Um, everything seems to be fine. Uh, you know, it, it seems like the, the guys were there for, for maybe um, an hour or so. Uh, at one point, one group approaches the other group, and they were talking. Doesn't seem like like much. Just you know, a couple of uh, a few guys talking, uh, and then after a while, there's some word exchanges, and uh, you know, things start getting more more aggressive. And in a matter of uh, you know seconds, uh, brawl broke out, and you know, and that's when the unfortunately incident happened. And where was your security when this all happened? Yeah, so we had three security guards that died that uh that night. Uh two of them were um outside the front door and one was on break at the time. So there was no security inside the building at the time? We had we have one um staff member, uh Jamika Ford, which uh she was inside, but she's not, you know, she worked for like uh 26 minutes rather than the than the security company. Which also to, uh, I failed to mention that she is in the process of her getting her guard card, which um, she doesn't. She didn't have that one, but she's more like a staff member. But she is getting a guard card, so that way also we have someone uh, that has a guard card as well. So William, l- let me just share my perspective here. It is critical that we have an honest and clear working relationship. So we can't do anything about the past. This gentleman's gone. Whatever we say tonight is not going to bring him back. But what's a little disheartening and frustrating to me is I'm asking you very clear questions and I'm getting very ambiguous answers. So I'm gonna ask one more time, and this is your chance to build credibility with us. So nobody, so there was no security inside the club when this happened. Correct. Thank you. So my point is we can work together if we're honest with each other, but what I struggle with, and this is just my thing, is a drawn out narrative that becomes a distractor because what we're trying to do is understand what happened that night and learn what we can do better moving forward. And I think that's a, that's a reasonable, uh, productive approach, but that's why it's important that as we have this conversation, you have the courage and the willingness to, to recognize where you came up short. So the bottom line is based on your security conditions, you, you were not properly staffed for security that night and no one was inside the club. Now we can ha- we can discuss all kinds of hypotheticals, which I'm not going to do because again, it's not productive. But what I need to know is moving forward that you are complying with your security uh, plan, and that you are even even though we know what the statute might be with security, your security requirements are slightly different. So it's critical that you're complying with that. The other thing I just want to talk a little bit about is I heard you saying a lot of things like, well, we're looking at hiring more managers and things along those lines. So my immediate reaction is if you're not properly staffed, do you plan on closing down until you are? Um, we have we have a person that already um, knows uh, a lot of the uh, procedures. Uh, he's worked with us for about two, two and a half, three years, and we're going to make him a, a, an assistant manager. Uh, and we are hiring someone more, one more person, just to be uh, more staff. Okay. Let me just pause from you for a minute. Farouz, were you there that night? Uh, uh, myself, no. no, I was not there. No, I was not there that night, sir. 
Okay, do, do you work for 26 Mix or are you the third party contractor security company? I'm the third party contractor security company. Okay, is, is it your company? Yes, sir. And are all your folks guard carded? Yes, sir. And have you been working with 26 Mix for a long time? Uh, yeah, we have been working for them for a pretty long time. That's correct. So would, when I, would you About say, like five years. Okay, so so you clearly know the footprint of the place. You know the exit. I clearly know point. exactly what happened, and I can give you whatever you information you need from me. Um, here to well, you know. I mean, I mean, what what I just need to hear tonight from from both of you is that there's a commitment to be fully staffed. Because because honestly, Fruz, what I'm tempted to ask you is how long has it been since you guys have been out of compliance, and when was the last time you actually staffed the premises to what to full staffing? But I, I got to be honest, it, it's just not that relevant for our form because what happened happened, and I'm much more concerned about making the place safe moving forward. So and. Go ahead. That's exactly what we have implemented to make the place more safer. I assigned two more site supervisors. I also assigned, um, you know, due to COVID, especially working at a nightclub, it, it's really hard to find guards that will that are reliable, especially on timing on Friday nights. They call Austin, but um, currently with the situation with 26 mix, we've overstaffed. And right now we're not going understaffed to that location. Um, well, I think for a period of time, overstaffing is not a bad idea. I, I think it, it's great for their customers. No, it's not. And that's what I, that's exactly what I told uh, Tony, um, William there, that we need to overstaff. We need to make the customers feel a little bit more yep. you know, yep. wanting to come back to this place due to of what happened. Yes. So if the customers are not feeling safe, that's my main concern is making sure from here on now, everybody is in compliance and making sure that the customers are safe. So in order now, as you know, for as it's all, it's all about the optics and uh, a strong security presence is, is gonna in the long run, make more money for the club because people will be coming back. Um, let me pause my comments and um, I'll pass it off to my other commissioners. Who has some more comments or questions? Okay. So um, I guess William is actually the contract of security and uh, for us is you're the owner of the place? No, I'm the owner of the security company. William is the so manager William, of the- company. William yes. is the owner of the, okay. So- no, no, I'm the manager. You're the manager. So where's the owner? Um, the, the owner, is sick at the moment, so he had a flight to uh, Mexico where he's his uh, regular doctor. Um, he was trying to make it here tonight, but he, he he's not able to make it. Um, his language barrier as well. Uh, there's an issue. It's only speak Spanish, so he always allows me to speak uh, on behalf of the club, and you know we we'll relate uh, all the information back to him. So, so my question, and maybe to talk to the owner. I mean, we're I'm coming out as perspective owner. I mean, we can hire all the security you want to, but if the owner doesn't care about his business, you know, you can have a hundred security and it's not going to work, right? I mean, a lot of us are there, or we we train managers that we can trust. It's like giving your million dollar key, 
to somebody you can trust because you could go on a dinner break or go somewhere. But if your owner doesn't care and relies on everything on security, uh, I mean, to me, that's not being very responsible. If something happens, and I'm sure, you know, there's going to be more. I've been in this situation before. So I know there's going to be some legal ramifications on your business. And I don't know what's going to happen. And we don't want businesses to close. And I can't see what the capacity, you know, what the small capacity that you have, having that many security can be cost efficient. So I don't know how you guys can afford that as well, you know? So yeah, I'm thinking uh, that, you know, having people that really just there, I mean, when, when there's no manager, there should be a bar manager who cares about their job as well. Exactly. And that's what we uh, get. One of, one of the persons that's been working for, for us for three, uh, three over a little bit over three years, we're going to make him a, a bar manager or system manager. That way, if any event, one of us needs to step out for any reasons, there's always going to be a manager. And I can, and I can also assure you that the uh, owner is very concerned and he's really um, has a lot of interest on in his business. Like I say, just unfortunately, uh, on, on this particular time with his health issue, um, he couldn't make it. But he's willing to you know, meet again with you guys if, if in a later time is possible. Um, well, I mean, it doesn't matter. You know, I mean, the the main thing is he has a, he has to know that you know he as an owner is going to be liable for everything, right? You know, whether somebody slips on the floor or now somebody's been injured. Um, so I have a question for security: When people go to smoke, do you guys where do they smoke at? Do you have a smoking area outside? Right out front, the the stony area that we have a smoking area. It's right right to the front. Is it is it barricaded? Uh, yes, it is. Do they so people walking on the street can actually talk to somebody in the smoking area? So let's say I'm I'm walking That's by, correct. hey, what's up? And then there's somebody in the smoking area on the other side of the fence. Do they have contact? Are they able to contact this person or have a conversation? Yes. So do you do you I mean there's a bus stop right in front of there's a bus stop right in front of the location. So, yeah. so I mean, the you, guards are there making sure that there's so no you, um, like conversation in between. Okay, so do you uh, when they come back into the building, do you research, do you pat them down again? That is correct. Every single body that re enters the building gets packed down. Once they come out, they come back in, they get packed down again. So if they if they go if they're a chronic smoker and they go out five times, you're gonna pat them down each time. Are you yes, gonna say? Yeah. Are you gonna say? No, oh, we, you've been we, in we'll, here already. It's no, cool. we'll pat them down every single time. Okay, because you know it's easy to pass things over the fence, right? So I'm just trying to you know cover all bases so this doesn't happen again. Uh, you know. I don't think it was a good feeling knowing that somebody is, you know, <laughs> having an injury in your place. All right. That's all I have to say. I mean, right now, I mean, without the owner and he's sick, I understand that. But uh, William, as, as the acting manager, so-called owner, you know, somebody has to be on that premise four o'clock until closed. And your second in command, you know, if it's four hours for you, 
four hours it, for the other guy, right? It, you know. And and right now I'm working uh, seven days of the week. Right now, uh, I'm there Monday through Sundays. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know what else we can say, but you know, give them a chance. I guess you know, with all Thank these you. extra precautions, but. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. More questions? Commissioner Falzon. So um, I do agree with commission staff. I, I don't think um, adding conditions is, is really a solution, especially when, William, you, you've been out of compliance with your existing conditions. But but here's what I do want to understand. So the, the, the bar we're setting and I wrote it down when it was read was consistent compliance. Well, I need to understand because it's not fair to burden us with confirming that. So I'm curious what your solution is going to be to let us know um, that you're consistently in compliance. Have you had a chance to give that any thought? Um, can you repeat the question one more time? Sure. Please? What I'm saying is the bar we're setting tonight in, in what was introduced uh, in the beginning was constant compliance. So it seems to me the only way we can really confirm constant compliance is sending a cons an inspector out there every night. Well, that's not a reasonable burden for the city. So, so the burden is on you. So I'm asking you, have you given any thought to how you're going to illustrate to us constant compliance? Uh, I'm open to suggestions, but at the same time, uh, you know, like I said myself, um, I'm I'm gonna be there at least for now seven times, uh, seven days of the week. We're gonna we're gonna make this one person um, as an assistant manager. We're gonna hire someone more. Uh, we're talking. We're constantly talking with the for us, so we don't have to uh, miss a car. Uh, we in contact uh, with the uh, manager sites and him. Uh, on a phone shot. So if any anyone calls in six, we're right on top of him. He's right on top of, of that to send a, a replacement for that car. Um, like I said, we're making sure that if a uh, manager site cannot come to cover the um, guards to take their break, we will be paying uh, the overtime for these guards not to take their breaks or meal times. That way we'll always be on compliance. Okay. So clearly... I think you understand for the foreseeable future, you're absolutely under the microscope and you understand correct. what that means, correct? Yes, we do. So let me run a hypothetical by you. So Farouz can't come up with enough staff one night. So you will not be able to meet the condition of your permit. What will you do? Okay, uh, like I mentioned myself, we have uh, this one person called Jamika Ford, which is, uh, is, is an employee of the club, which is currently right now working on her guard car. So she works six days of the week and uh, she'll be there uh, in any event, something like that might happen. Okay. So let me just give you a suggested response and you might, and I'm very sincere about this. W what I think is a more appropriate response, given the gravity of the situation you're in, is if you can't meet the, the conditions of your permit, you should not be opening. So what I'm right. saying is, However you backfill these positions is up to you as long as you're in compliance with guard card rules and your entertainment commission conditions. 
But what I'm suggesting that you need to talk to the owner about, and, and it needs to be part of your operational plan and part of your operational optics and, and awareness is if you can't come up to proper staffing, um, you need to be prepared to not open. Now that's not us telling you to do that. That is a, a operational decision that you need to make. And I'm just trying to make sure that's on your radar as an option. Is it? Uh, yes, at, at, at this point, we are willing to uh, consider any possible um, procedures to be in compliance. All right, so again, in the event you can't, for whatever reason, meet all, all the conditions of your permit, what, what are you gonna do? With it, we're gonna close down. Okay, thank you. Thank you. That's all I have. Any more questions? So, I don't have any specific questions, but I just have some comments. I, you know, we've we've put a lot of thought into this incident, and it's just such a tragedy. And it seems like it could have been avoided, and it's a tragedy on many levels. But one of them was that the, you know, the the, the rules that we had put in place to prevent violence, you know, and to and to try to mitigate issues at this specific place weren't being followed. So it did seem like, for whatever reason, breaks or whatever that, you know, the very things that we put in to try to prevent something like this were, you know, potentially the not followed and then more potentially the reason that something like this could happen. So I think that's really serious. I, you know, I have, I have concerns. Um, I own many bars um, and I have, or I don't, I own two now, but I have many bars and I know what a bar, what happens in a bar when there isn't a consistent presence of somebody who's an owner there. Um, and I think it's nearly impossible to run uh, any business without consistent ownership presence. And and um, so I, I do have concerns. I, I would say this, the job of this body is very specific. The job of this body is to, is to determine whether or not an operator is responsible enough to have a DJ, essentially, to have live music. And, you know, it's not necessarily to serve alcohol, that's the ABC, it's not necessarily to be healthy, that's the DPH, but really our, our, you know, our, our world is whether or not somebody is responsible enough and can follow the rules in place for, to have a safe environment um, and a respectful environment um, for having a DJ. And having a DJ sounds kind of like a joke a little bit, but it does bring a lot of, um, issues with it, right? Uh, live, loud, you know, thumping music can bring crowds. It can bring, depending on the music you're playing, you can bring different kinds of crowds. When crowds come, you have to manage them appropriately, et cetera. And in this case, the rules that we put in place were not followed and now somebody's dead. And it is really, really concerning to us. Um, you know, I understand the brake system in California. I understand these things. It kind of sounds like, um, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that, you know, of that, that, you know, similar to commissioner Falzon, you know, of that kind of line of narrative. It just seems, uh, it just doesn't ring right considering somebody's dead right now. Um, so my thing is, you know, this body, we have to kind of determine whether or not we believe that this license holder uh, can be responsible enough to follow the rules that we put in place. And, 
you know, I, I, I totally agree that I, you know, I think that reconditioning might not be necessary because the conditions we had were pretty, pretty strenuous to begin with, uh, stringent. But I do want to throw out there that, you know, we do have an option, which is to condition hours for a while if we don't think that the hours of entertainment, if we don't think that the, um, you know, that, that, that if we have doubts or we have concerns that the, that the operator may not be able to follow the rules. And, you know, that could be, as Commissioner Lee said, because the numbers just don't add up. I, I have trouble understanding how you can have three or four security guards in a place as small as you are and, and, and remain open. I, I you know, I, 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 I just did the payroll for my businesses today. I, 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 I'm difficult to understanding how those numbers pencil out for you. And it's, I guess, none of my business in some way, but I'm just, I'm, I just, I, I can't figure out if, if where I'm on on this. And so I guess I have no further questions. So, um, but I would like to have a discussion here among this group of whether or not, you know, we do feel that we can in good conscience, you know, allow them to go forward. I think Commissioner Falzon, you did have a really good point, which was that, um, you know, we're going to be checking this venue multiple times a weekend for, I can't imagine when we're going to stop to make sure they're in compliance because there's been, there's been violence. And, and so to, to be under that sort of level of, of microscopic view is, is it's, that's a hard one. And, and I will say this, I, I, I have asked the, the, the executive director and her team that if, if, if anything, if any part of your plan in these last few weeks was out of compliance, if you weren't following anything to a T that we're going to have to call you back in here and that's going to continue to stand. So I don't know. Well, what do we think everyone? That's a lot of information. I was kind of filibustering, but you know, and sometimes also on, on the flip side, my last thing, you can't always control violence, right? Sometimes it happens very quickly and you know, you did everything right and it still happened. And unfortunately you didn't do everything right in this case. So you just don't have that to fall back on. Right. So anyway, um, I don't need to hear from the permit holder, but I do want to hear from the other commissioners. Cause I think this is really serious. Oh, um, uh, go ahead, Stephen, go ahead. Well, you know, um, 26 mix, obviously we've been going through this. It hasn't been kind of quiet. Well, maybe because of COVID, but um, the biggest issue I have is there's no there's no buddy on on duty like a an owner or a manager that's a partner who really like cares per se. You know, um, they let the security guard kind of run the club in a sense, right? So up to the security. And the thing is, for me. And I think Commissioner Falzon knows this. I, I don't like hiring outside security. I always, you know, tend to hire in, internal staff that have guard cards. And then we, we are in turn have to have a kind of a, a company guard system, you know, guard permit as far as like being a company. But at least I have some control and I get to tell my guards what and what they cannot do. And if you guys are not on the premise you know, you're definitely going to let the security guards may or may not do the right things. And I, I can't see you letting somebody else run your business. So for me, and, and you know, and, I, and, and this has happened to me, not inside the club, because inside the club, it's, it's hard, you know, it's unbelievable. But, um, you know, outside the club and, and to be up all night waiting for homicide to show up and 
waiting. I mean, and seeing, actually seeing somebody in that position, you know, being injured in that way, it's a wake up call, you know, as being an owner. And if that person don't understand that, they shouldn't be in the business in the first place. And that's my thing. I mean, security can do all they can, but if you're not watching and you don't have somebody watching everything, where it's your bar, where it's your front door, where's your bathroom, whatever, you're going to be in this situation again. So I, for me to recondition them right now, I mean, it's been a while. I mean, I, I mean, I like to, you know, see if they learned anything from this, but we definitely don't want them to, to have another incident. I mean, even a fight, there should be no fights or reports of fights. And if, if so, I think we should bring them in, you know, I mean, that's my opinion. I mean, I think they maybe learned there's, I hope they learned something. That's all I can say. My comment. Commissioner Felzon. So just to reiterate something President Blyman said, we all understand that under the best of circumstances, the best security, the best plan, the best anticipated problems, bad things can happen. I think what's disappointing here is um, you weren't prepared. There weren't the right people in the right places. And I think the problem with us entertaining um, adding conditions right now, because I agree with President Blyman and um, Commissioner Lee, the, 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 the program in place is sound. Uh, I think most of us in our heart of hearts feel that had you been in compliance, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if Farouz wouldn't agree, that his people would have swooped in on this pretty quick, because they would have picked up on, on the escalation of noise, like any good security team, and, and they would have broke parties apart. But there was no one inside. And, and and I think what's what's really alarming, and that does cause me to pause, is it makes me wonder how long that style of uh, management or lack of security have been going on. But again, I don't want to focus on the past because what happened happened. It's devastating, and it it, it most likely was avoidable. But what we need to understand, William, is moving forward. You guys have a solid game plan. And if you're not able to meet that plan, you're gonna take appropriate actions. And um, again, back to what President Blyman said, I, I think if you step out of line, we, we should come down aggressively, bring you back. Um, I, I think your uh, owner's inability to communicate is not a reason not to be here. We have resources to have translators. So if you do come back, um, he should be here. Um, I'll go with the fact that he's sick right now, but but I, I won't accept a language barrier. San Francisco speaks every language on earth and uh, it's what makes this the amazing city it is. So that doesn't intimidate any of us. We, we can work around that. Um, again, I don't wanna filibuster either, but this is incredibly frustrating because um, I just feel that what we need is your commitment to just follow through on your existing conditions. And at least then, if something bad happens, to go back to what Commissioner Blyman said, we understand with the best of security, with the best of management, you can be totally on game day and something unfortunate can happen. That is the nature of any venue. 
Um, but that isn't the scenario in your case. Um, you left a lot of gaps, you took a lot of risks, and now the ultimate penalty has been played and that's the loss of life. And I, I really hope um, that really sinks in. You know, that, that had to be a devastating experience for your staff. They didn't deserve that. Your, your guests didn't deserve that. Um, you know, the, the family that has to live on now without that person doesn't deserve that. Um, I, I just really hope, uh, I hope you and the owner have a long heartfelt discussion about that and, and really think about the business you're in. Cause you know, sometimes the solution is to not be in this business. That's not something we advocate, but not every person can step up to the plate and do the job right. And the other part I want to be very transparent about, because both Commissioner uh, Lee had mentioned this and President Blyman, if the numbers aren't penciling out and you're incapable of meeting our business plan or, or your security plan that you gave us, you need to come forward and tell us that because we can have that conversation. But being silent, it, it, it just puts more responsibility on you. I, I really can't think of much more to add than that. All right, so just just to keep, uh, was somebody else saying something? Sorry, I missed it. Okay, so just to keep things moving along here, I think I think personally, um, plan in place because I don't think that was, I I don't think it's on us. I think we put in a plan in place that actually was was more than adequate, and it just wasn't followed. Um, but I would say that we have a number of tools at our disposal going forward and you know there's a full revocation there's suspensions that we have um those are our 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 processes that are onerous and are always on the table and we're not afraid to use them but we also like the, the you know the the easiest solution at our fingertips is is limiting the hours of entertainment right and so what 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 I would say and and we know that not a lot of people go out for DJs at 6 p.m., right? It's usually, you know, 9, 10, 11 p.m., right? And so, you know, our ability to kind of limit when DJs or live music's allowed to play can also have have, have significant impacts on on, on the, the operations of businesses. So what what I would what I'm okay with and which don't, won't require a vote, um, I don't believe, and we can ask the director uh Weiland, but is to is to just continue on with the existing regimen that we have, but to, you know, to direct our office to give a, a, a pretty high level of scrutiny and of um, just of attention to the, to this particular license holder, given that I am terrified there's going to be another incidence of violence there. Um, does anybody else have any thoughts to add to that or? Okay. I mean, I mean, I think the worst case, I mean, you can always say, okay, no entertainment until 12. And then of course it's gonna be quiet there for a while. But, you know, again, um, um, I mean, that's, you know, that's okay too, right? I mean, there's no excuse, you know, and, and I, again, you know, it's, I guess COVID cause everybody's been shut down. It's been a while since we heard from them. And I think people got kind of lax, but, um, I mean, I, I would even go, if it, if it happens, anything happens again, we go to the next step and limit their hours, 
Yeah, and we don't have to make any decisions like that here, Commissioner Lee, but knowing that we have those options and all agreeing that we have those options and the license holder knowing we have those options. I mean, I certainly would be willing to say, look, if if there's so much as a single thing from the plan that's out of place when an inspector goes there, that I I would like immediately to have them come to the next possible hearing that we have. And we should have another conversation around whether or not this license holder has, you know, enough presence enough responsibility um, in order to operate a, a safe nightlife establishment, right? To have a DJ. And so that, that's kind of where I'm at. But again, we don't, we don't have to like project what that means, but Commissioner Falzon. You know, the only thing I just want to make sure William understands President Blyman, because I hear you and Commissioner Lee loud and clear. Um, number one, we want to put you in a position to be economically successful. If we start restricting your hours, it's not if, but when you shut down, because if you lose your entertainment component, I'm not sure why anyone wants to come to your club anymore. And if we restrict you to a point, like President Blyman said, that we put in hours that simply aren't desirable for the industry, uh, you're not gonna be around for long. We, we want you to be successful. We want you to make as much money as possible, responsibly and safely, so you can run and have the resources to run a safe professional environment. So I, I just wanna make sure you, you, you're you hearing what we're saying loud and clear. Yes, Thank you. we are. The, the other thing I'd say too, is just knowing these businesses, like I, I don't know for sure, but I, I would think that the entertainment commission is uh, one of the issues that you guys will be dealing with and may not be number one on the list of most. <laughs> most important coming forward, because I can imagine the, uh, and I don't know for sure, but the ABC usually examines issues like this. And then you also have the, the, the civil lawsuits and the, the things that come along with these quite often. So, you know, I, I just want to make sure my, you know, I'm, I'm, this whole process is just, is this license holder responsible enough to have a DJ? That's our job, right? Everything else is somebody else's world. And the DJ does come with big responsibilities, right? It, uh, and, and they're annoying and they require a lot of work from managers and owners on site. And if they're not there, usually they don't get done. So um, anything else to add, anyone? So um, Go on. just to make William, just to make William know what he's talking about, right? Is if we recondition your permit, you can't have entertainment past 12. And, and, and probably nobody would want to come other than hang out at the bar. Yeah, I just want to be clear. We can set limits anytime we right. want. Right. So I just want to make sure. And Whatever. going to the security, that means all you guys are going to be laid off. So I'm pretty sure that you guys want to keep your job. So it's, it's, your, it's your job to make sure everybody's safe. So before we go to the next step, you guys got a, kind of a second chance. As they say, it's your Um, executive director, just to, just so we're following, uh, uh, our protocol correctly here, we, this does not necessarily need to be a, v- a voting item, right? So we can kind of right. just, it, it's sounding to me like there might not be a motion. And if so, that's fine because it's agendized as discussion and possible action. So you don't need that. Thank you. So I'm, I'm ready. I think we've, we're at the point where we're kind of overstating our over overstating what we need to say and saying it again. Um, I, I think the, the, the license holder hears us. I, I hope I can never tell for sure, but it seems like 
He cares, and that's about all we can do. I also stand by the, you personally stand by the conditions that were already in place there for preventing violence at that establishment. So um, hopefully they can follow them and we won't have any more incidents there. And if I don't have a motion, I would like to, well, first let me open this for public comment. I'm gonna flash the screen, flash the slide for a few seconds as a courtesy. I'm checking there are no hands raised and there are no comments in the chat box. All right, I'll close public comment here and I will uh, move on to the next agenda item. Thank you for coming in. Thank uh, you. And for Roos. All right. The next agenda item is uh, number seven, consideration of possible action to adopt a resolution making findings to allow teleconference meetings under the California Government Code Section 54953E. This may be the last one of these we're doing. Um, unfortunately. Um, so first of all, um, is there any public comment on this agenda item? I'm checking and there is none. All right, do we have a motion to do what I said? I'll make that motion to do what you said. Thank you. Is there a second? Second. All right, we can vote. Okay, great. President Plyman. Aye. Commissioner Falzon. Aye. Commissioner Lee. Aye. And Commissioner Perez. Aye. <clears throat> There's something hilariously bureaucratic about voting on something that we've been doing for two hours. <laughs> just like, just a, we've been doing it for two hours. Set you up for success for the next month, okay? <laughs> just to vote, yeah, just to vote. We've got to make sure we, we're okay with having done that. Um, okay, the final agenda item is number eight, which is Commissioner Comments and Questions and New Business Request for Future Agenda Items. What do we got guys, anything? I got nothing. I would like to say that I am putting on an event with Hardly Strictly Bluegrass in my community benefit district where we Hardly Strictly is programming an entire bluegrass festival into Discover Polk. So neener, neener, that's cool. Are you inviting us? It's free, everybody's invited. It's gonna be uh, the weekend before 420. So, and it's called, it's gonna be called Picking on the Polk. A com completely uh, self-serving towards our president. I got to tell everyone, I did listen to his blog the other day. And oh, I got to tell you, it was impressive. I really enjoyed it. And uh, you must have really fancy mics because you all sound like DJs. You have, you have so one of the, this is probably not appropriate for a commission hearing, but uh, <laughs> one, of the, one of the Sharky, one of the hosts, is a, uh, he was a professional musician for years. So. Got it. He is. I mean, he was like a famous musician, so he's got all of the, all the gear and everything. Yeah, it was very impressive. I enjoyed it. All right. Well, um, happy no masks tomorrow day, everyone. And I'm going to go to an election party or two. Um, and is there any public uh, comment on this agenda item? King and there is none. All right. In that case, we will adjourn this meeting at 7.22 p.m. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Stay safe, everybody. Take okay, care. Bye. Yay, bye. Bye, good night. Good night.